Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast about human connection recorded live before a virtual audience from around the world. I'm your host, Jared Matthew Weiss. On each episode, you'll listen in as I chat with real people about their most profound experiences in bed, in love, and in life. Here we go. Before we begin and we start calling on people and, and, uh, and starting all the fun, there's, there's just one thing that I really want to say, um, which is that over the past four years, exploring human connection the way I have and talking to so many people, I have discovered one universal truth about human beings. And that is we require what I call the feeling of home. We require the feeling of home. And to me, the feeling of home is where we feel safe, where we feel known, and where we feel loved. That that, that is what every single human being requires. Uh, if you feel me, if you feel like you need to feel safe, known, and loved, say a word. Yeah, a lot of you. A lot of you feel that way. So we need to feel safe, known, and loved. And Touchpoint has been designed as a space to, to, make, to make other people feel safe, known, and loved. And in order for us to do that, I ask a lot of questions here and, and I get a lot of shine up here. So I get to talk to all the people and, and obviously we've got 182 people. So not everybody speaks audibly, but in this space, anybody can speak in the chat and you know, anybody can share and anybody can affect the vibe. Okay, so all of you have been given a tremendous responsibility in this moment to hold this space with me and with our producers and to respect this space and to show the people who are here, whether on screen or in the chat, to prove to them that they are safe, they are known, and they are loved. If you think that you are up for the challenge of making everybody in this space tonight feel safe, known, and loved, say a word. That's what I like to see. I hope to see 181 words at this point. So this is, this is what I'm talking about. So as people are sharing tonight, Whatever's going on in the chat, you know, we used to do this in person and it was different. You know, people weren't chatting in a physical space, but in this space, we've realized that the chat has become a real meaningful part of this experience. And I encourage you and applaud you for sharing and contributing there. I want you to think about the things that you contribute uh, and whether or not they make people feel safe, known, and loved. Because one, just as a rule, if we feel like you're saying things that are making people feel unsafe, unknown, and unloved, you'll be removed. And we just have a zero tolerance policy on that. And I feel like I don't need to outline what those things are. So like we know for ourselves what are words and acts of encouragement and what are not. And so I think it's just important that we like honor that. Um, and let's make sure that everybody feels good. Let's make sure that for the next hour that we're here, we all feel at home. That's what we wanna feel. We wanna feel like we're at home. Um, so with that said, with that said, 
I would like to kick things off by talking to Toddy in Fort Worth, Texas. Chris, can you bring me Toddy in Fort Worth, Fort, Fort Worth, Texas? Hi, Toddy. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, I'm so blessed. Uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling really good. It was a great day today. Or it is a great oh, is day it? still. Okay, well, you're in Fort Worth. What time is it in Fort Worth? It is six, uh, 6.54. Okay, all right. Still well, right I'm, glad, I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, Toddy. So, so I understand that- Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Recently, you 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 joined a like a bachelor like a contest on Facebook that's kind of like the Bachelor. It was in an individual Facebook group that I'm on that I'm in. I've been in for about a year or so, okay. and they, you know, because of quarantine and trying to stay relevant and keep everyone's morale up, they decided to have like a virtual quarantine party. And within that segment, they wanted to have something fun, so they kind of went old school and went back to the dating game and had a bachelor and um, they asked me to be a bachelorette. One of the three. Oh my God. So there were three bachelorettes in this online dating game on Facebook. Yes. Uh, okay. And what happened? How did you feel when you were asked? Why did they ask you? Who asked you? How did this come up? One of the um, administrators in the group asked me, uh, we're associates on Facebook. We've never met in person, but I commented on a post. I said, um, oh yeah, that seems pretty cool. Um, the week prior, I'd heard that they were doing something similar, but I didn't follow through with the post. So uh, once I finally saw the final outcome of that weekend, I said, oh, you know, that's really cool. And she private messaged me. She goes, you should be our next bachelorette. And it shocked me. I'm, I'm a pretty private person. Um, I don't do things like this. I don't put myself out there for the, the world to gawk at. So um, I did it purposely because of that. I said, you know what? We're in quarantine. Things are changing drastically. This isn't, um, this is a new norm. So I might as well get used to it. So I said, yes, um, like three days before the actual event. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so what happened? What happened on this thing? So they, um, what they did was they told us that we were going to be asked a couple questions by the bachelor and we would each have about 15 to 20 minutes and then he would choose one of the participants to get matched up and they asked if we were okay with long distance relationships. Um, this group is all over the United States so we really didn't know what we were in a treat for but uh, come that night they had like an hour long DJ session live in the Facebook group for people to jam mm -hmm. out to while they're at home on their couch so that was pretty cool like a pre intro. And then they had the Zoom link where everyone can go in and start chatting and meet everyone else in the group visually. Um, and then the competition started, I think like 8.30 or something like that. And okay. I was the first to go, like today. <laughs> uh, so the hostess got an opportunity to ask me some questions along with the bachelor. Um, and then it went to the next bachelorette. So just like the original okay. game. All right. Well, so I guess before we get into the results and how it went down, um, what's going on in your love life right now? I am single at this moment. Um, I am just seeing what's out there and putting myself out there and during times where I wouldn't normally do that. Um, I am a homebody, so being stuck at home right now is perfect for me because it's normal for me. And because of that, I have told myself, to step out of the box and mm. do things that I would normally do. 
So um, I have been doing quite a few virtual dates through FaceTime or Zoom, however it may be, but they've been very comfortable. Okay. All right. And so how, how have the dates been going? Um, they've been okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to get to know someone without physically feeling their spirit. And I can, you know, I can get my senses through and through, but we just have to wait and see what, you know, what happens. Okay. All right. So is it important to you to find like a romantic partner? Is that something that's important to you or? Love is important to me. Love is important. However, however that looks, love is important to me. Okay. All right. So, so, uh, so what does that mean to you? What does love mean to you? Um, where you accept that communication is a part of the huge foundation and that we both have to respect that um, we may agree to disagree, but at the end of the day, there is still love and we can still come together and get through obstacles together. Mm. Just, we don't have okay. to be similar. We don't have to be similar mm -hmm. to fight through our battles together. All right, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, we don't have to be similar. I think uh, one of my favorite quotations is from uh, uh, a writer and philosopher named Alain de Bouton. He says that um, that compatibility is an achievement of love, not a not a precondition. I like that. Uh, so I like that. Uh, compatibility compatibility is an achievement of love, not not a precondition. So I appreciate that. All right. So so you did the so you did the bachelor uh, bachelorette thing, and all right. So what happened? So um, after interviewing the other participants and we kind of just go back and forth, we also get a chance to ask him a question. Um, they let the audience participants vote in the side chat while uh, this gentleman chose himself. And so uh, it was pretty interesting seeing who everyone was voting for in the chat. Uh, it was a little overwhelming because the majority of the names were mine. So I wasn't expecting that. But what did you say? What was that? What did you say? What were your answers? What were your, I want to know what you said that you, you had everybody with you. I honestly don't even remember what I said, which I mean, I know it was my truth, but I just, I don't have anything scripted. I just pop off at the mouth. <laughs> oh my God. If you don't have anything scripted and you just pop off at the mouth, say word. <laughs> word. <laughs> so many words. Oh my God. That's so many of us. That's so many of us. That's why I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got kicked out of every school I ever went to and fired from every job I ever had. So uh, I get it. Oh, no. Um, um, so what happened when all the votes came in? So um, all the votes came in, they tallied up, they chose me, but the participant also chose me. So I was the winner of the competition. Wait, so you you were the bachelorette? You were the big winner? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. All right. So, so were you, what, what happened? What happened next? So what happened next was uh, we kind of got a little bit of a counseling session, um, but the purpose of the group is for married couples or couples who have been together for quite some time. They kind of counsel us single people, um, give us some tips and tools. Wait, married people are going to counsel the single people? That's how the group is kind of based from what I'm understanding. Whoa. So that's intense. Give us some tips and tricks on what worked for their marriage and, so that us single people can kind of take tidbits out of it and hopefully make our relationship as great as. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what happened? So you won and then what happened, with the, what happened with the guy? We exchanged um, 
contacts and we talked for a couple hours after that um to the wee hours of the morning good conversation uh he's a really really cool guy he um is out of state so they weren't able to match him with anyone that was in his state so um two of the participants me and someone else were in texas and someone else was in hawaii um but we've been talking ever since okay oh so you're talking it's like uh you're you're exploring maybe we we chat yeah we talk okay and like are you are you into it i am but like i said before with quarantine and i would really like to actually physically be with that person to see how the vibe is because i have had instances in the past where you vibe really really well over the phone and then you get in person and that spark's not there okay all right cool all right so 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 are you planning on seeing each other we've discussed both coming back and forth between dallas and detroit to fill things out wow as, as far as where we're at right now which is just building a friendship first and foremost and i think what was his name his name is donnie yes chris donnie. do we have donnie here i would love to i think we have donnie in the house can we see donnie wow so this is the bachelor everybody we have the bachelor in the house <laughs> say word for donnie word for donnie what the deal donnie honey you're getting a lot of love right now i mean okay how does it feel to be the bachelor donnie? uh it felt it felt good it was weird it, it came out of the blue i hadn't like signed up for anything i'd never been in this group like participated in the group someone just kind of sought me out <laughs> yeah uh-huh okay all right and how did and how did it feel to be in that kind of i mean it's it's an interesting it's an interesting uh it's an interesting experience that you're having there having uh assessing possible suitors etc what, what was that like um it was cool it was um i didn't know who they were gonna pick for me this they told me about this thing maybe a week before it happened um and they asked me if I was interested or I would be okay with someone who's out of state. And I said, no, I don't really want a long distance relationship, but we'll see. Uh, so the day came about and all three lovely ladies were out of state. Um, but it was a cool experience. It was uh, a <laughs> nice being in a group where everybody was like there for one purpose, which was kind of love. Right. And, and, and so your criteria, when you established your criteria, your criteria is what for like a partnership? that you were um, looking for? For me, it's really, really simple. Um, and you mentioned compatibility earlier, but chemistry yeah. and compatibility, just those two things. Because yeah. chemistry is something you can't like create. It's just something that's either there or it's not. Uh, and compatibility, that's, that encompasses a whole bunch of stuff. Have you, and so what's going on with you? Are you using dating apps right now? Or, or what, how, how are you looking for love right now? Um, can't really do much since I'm you know, stuck in a house, but uh, I, I am on dating. Are you app. quarantined solo? Are you quarantined solo or do you I have other solo. people? I've been by myself for like 10 weeks. If you're quarantining solo, say word. <laughs> word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. We have a lot of people. We have a lot of people. You know, I think it's going to be fun. One thing that we're going to do at the end of tonight's uh, town hall is we are going to have a little segment called, by the way, they're available, where I'm just going to call on some of you random single folks and uh, ask you a couple questions so uh, we can let people know that, uh, that you're available. Um, all right. So, so, um, so 
So what's the deal? What's what's going on with uh, with Toddy? You, you guys are thinking you're going to see each other? You think this is going to be a relationship you're pursuing, or what's going on? I'm, I'm feeling that question. <laughs> well, we're definitely gonna um, we're definitely gonna see each other. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Little Texas. She's gonna come to Detroit. Um, but as of right now, it's just like a friendship. We're just building a friendship because, like she said, um, my biggest thing. You know, I say with like chemistry and compatibility, chemistry can be great, great, fantastic over the phone, FaceTime and everything. But yeah, you might meet them in person and it's just not there. So got it. Okay. All right. And, and, uh, and uh, Toddy, I know that in looking for a partner, um, is, is being in a monogamous relationship something that you're looking, looking for? Being able to love freely is something that I'm looking for. So I did explain to Dolly that I am polyamorous. And he explained to me that he is um, not desiring that type of relationship at this time. So he respected my lifestyle and I'm gonna respect his. I'm fully aware that there are relationships where one partner is poly and one is mono and they communicate well enough to be able to have that relationship. But um, at this time, we're just playing it by ear and seeing how it goes. But we, wow. we, have, to, we have looked at plane tickets the cheap plane tickets that are like $59 right now. What does it mean to you to be polyamorous? Free. Simple um, as that. Free. I love to love and I don't want to be limited to that. Um, I have my boundaries for myself and I, I don't, I don't care what orientation you consider yourself. I just love love and I want to be able to allow for, Go ahead. No, no, go on. I'm listening. I just want for my, my partner to be able to love the way that they feel is organic for them. So I think there's a, I think a whole fleet of people are coming over right now. Now that you just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, but when you say you love love, uh, and you're, you're saying that you're polyamorous, uh, have you been in a committed polyamorous or open relationship before where you have a primary partner and not yet. Not yet. Okay. I have, I've dated and, um, unfortunately, you know, you tell someone your, your desires and your wants, and they think you, they can change you. They think that it's, um, a fad, a facade, excuse me. And it's not. Um, so I've dated the, the false entities where they're like, okay, yeah, you know, you can be polyamorous, but then when it comes time for me to speak up about someone else I'm interested in, they, you know, the specific person is intimidated or they want for it to be one-sided where they're like, oh, well, you can be with a girl, but you can't be with another guy. And so, so when did you decide or discover that you identified as polyamorous? I believe around college was when I began not being monogamous, but I didn't really know the terminology until recently. Um, I didn't know about the communities until recently, so I had to educate myself on it. I've always felt it in my heart. I just never knew how to actually describe it. So um, along with the group that I was in for this dating game, um, I'm in other, I'm on several other polyamorous groups, um, local to Dallas, so that I can actually go and interact with these individuals that can teach me um, what works for them, their, their pros and cons, and just kind of find what I feel is right for me. Got it. All right. And so Donnie, so you want something that's more monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about polyamory before, but no, ultimately I just want one lady. 
<laughs> Ultimately, I just want one lady. Okay, that sounds great. That's awesome. Well, you guys are great. I'm glad that you guys found each other and, and whatever manifests from this connection. I think that uh, it's really exciting that, uh, you know, your community created an opportunity for you to, to meet other people. Maybe next time in the dating game, they'll, that should be a question. Like, do you want a monogamous relationship? What do you think? I think that would be a great question. Um, I don't know if in that specific group it's ever really been brought up, to be honest with you. Um, I'm pretty similar to Donnie in the sense that I wasn't active in the group. Um, I'm busy building my business right now. And so social media, I'm on it to, to post, to engage, and then I get off. So I wasn't really going through the group to see exactly what it was about. And I wasn't using all the resources I was able to get from it. Um, but I wouldn't mind having a discussion about it with them in that group. Mm. All right, cool. Well, listen, I'm, I'm grateful that the, the two of you came to hang out with us tonight. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. I, I really, really appreciate it. Donnie, thanks for, uh, for logging in and, and being a good sport. Um, yeah, for sure. Thanks. Uh, Chris, can we go to Erica in Oregon? Hey, Hi, Erica. Hi Jared. How are you? Oh my God, blessed, uh, blessed beyond. Is it, I, I always, I, I mess this up. Is it Oregon or Oregon? It's Oregon. It's Oregon. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I just, I never know. Okay, so you've had a really unbelievable quarantine experience. Did you, you fell in love with somebody? Is that, is that what happened here? Well, I, I did during this quarantine, but beforehand I had just started dating somebody back in January. And for the month of February, I was pretty sick with, what I believe was COVID. Um, I'd just gotten back from a trip from China and um, had all the symptoms, started having to use an inhaler and a steroid um, to breathe right. It was pretty awful. And so the full month of February, um, my dating life was him coming over and watching movies with me or me sleeping or you name it. And then March, we had maybe a week or so of normal, normalized dating. And then, um, they put the shelter in place order in and uh, his parents offered for us to come out to Oregon to shelter in place with them. And we didn't want to be by ourselves in our smaller apartments in LA. So we just kind of took a risk and drove up to Portland to live together and live with his parents. So I have three new roommates now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 So how are you feeling? First of all, ah, uh, I feel a lot of different emotions. Um, I'm a bit introverted. I stay to myself a lot of the time and stay by mm -hmm. myself a lot of the time. So mm -hmm. it's been a big adjustment for me to be with a new partner and with his parents. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a long time since I've had somebody that I've called a boyfriend. I've dated in the past eight years, but it's been, a, it's been probably eight years since I had a, a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's wow. been new. It's been the crash, crash course of, uh, of dating and very interesting. Wow. Wow. And, and so, uh, have there been any particular challenges that have come up? Uh, oh, where, do you start? New, new where do we start? <laughs> let's start, um, let's start where you think we should start. Okay. Um, how are you feeling right now, by the way? I know that sharing, talking openly in front of a lot of people about our love lives, sex lives, it's, uh, 
it really oh. requires, it takes a lot of courage. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here and sharing. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you for having yeah. me. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, yeah. it's, it's a little hard to share these sort of things. And the thing I would like to share is extremely personal and a little bit embarrassing. Like I, I'm embarrassed of it and I shouldn't be because it's very normal, but I, I felt alone during this time because of it, something I hadn't experienced. And uh, I'm already blushing on his behalf because I know. Oh my God, no if you're with you, if you're with Erica, say a word. Erica, we are with you. We feel you. You know, it's like I always say that when somebody tells their story, every time we tell our story, we set somebody free. Every time we tell our story, we set somebody free. And usually that somebody is ourselves, but also other people. Josh knows what I'm talking about. I'm looking at Josh right now. He's just, yeah, you, I see you. He's <laughs> nodding his head or wherever he is. He's, he's with me. Henry's with me. Okay, so, so Carla's, Carla's in on this. Carla's just, a, uh, just so wise beyond belief. All right, so Erica, what happened? You, okay, so when we started dating, I was out of town and... Um, I had developed what I later learned was called BV and it's a bacterial infection that happens to women. And I think it happens to men too, from research that I've done. Um, it's What's it not called? BV. And what does that stand for? I'm going to slaughter it. It's either ba bacterial vaginosis or vagitis. It's one of the two. Penda uh, says it's bacterial vaginosis. It looks like we're crowdsourcing this one. No, the vaginosis third one. The third is the third one I didn't name. Oh, there's a third one? No, there wasn't. I just named two and I thought it was one of those and it wasn't. This community says it's vaginosis, which by the way, vaginosis. this community in totality is not a doctor. Uh, uh, but, okay, bacterial vaginosis. We'll go with that one. Yes. And okay. since I was on the trip, I called in, a, I had a prescription called in and I was like, okay, I'm going to nip this in the bud before I get back. I'm not going to talk about it. I, I didn't know if it was something that he could get to, or if I got it from him, I didn't know what it was. So I canceled my trip. I came home early. I had a death in my family. Um, oh. And so I came home pretty early. And as soon as I saw him, of course, you know, he got a little frisky and I, I had to be like, listen, I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to tell him. I was so embarrassed by it um, that I didn't, it was so new in our relationship that I didn't want to be like, Hey, I, I have some odor issues going on that I didn't know where it came from. And so he was very, very um, supportive of me uh, during that time and made me super comfortable with the whole thing. So nipped in the bud, then we moved in with his parents and I got it again. So not only was our sex life kind of put on hold because his parents were rooming right next door, um, it was even more so even if they were gone because I got this again, had to go on antibiotics, which are terrible. They destroy your stomach. You can't drink alcohol or you'll get violently ill. Can't have sex while you're doing this. Not that you'd want to anyway. Um, but it was pretty bad. And then after I knocked that one out because of being on antibiotics, got a yeast infection, got a UTI. It was just one thing after another. So my vagina broke during quarantine and, um, it was just really, really hard. And he was so supportive during all of it that he kind of realized after doing some research that it can be transmitted from your partner, um, even though it's not listed as an STI. But um, he <laughs> found this, I'm already blushing. I'm like sweating on his behalf right now. But oh my he, God, well, I get it. You're <laughs> doing great. You're doing great, Erica. 
he'd be so embarrassed if knowing I was uh-huh. talking about this. He said he'd be he was okay with it, or I would I would not have talked about this, but um, mm-hmm. he found a site called myvagina.com and he downloaded this book um, about what a guy can do on his half to prevent uh, me from getting BV again. And so he followed all the different rules. He started taking a, a female probiotic to eliminate yeast from his body. He started uh, buying a bunch of different essential oils um, that you have to lather. <laughs> Sorry, I'm flushing. <laughs> he, has to, <laughs> he has to put on his dick every night. Um, I'm sweating so bad right now. I'm oh, so my God. We're so, look at the chat. You're getting so much love right now, and you're so brave. <laughs> And we uh, love you. Like, I think so we love your partner too. I mean, the two of you are like big time heroes right now. He's wonderful. You know, I've been with some pretty cool people and I've been with some pretty awful people, but I've been with nobody who would be open to putting on dick oil and taking yeast preventative female probiotics. So um, wow. <laughs> he's doing everything in his power to make sure that our sex life can uh, go back to normal and that I don't have to go through antibiotics or anything like that again. So he's been pretty wonderful and very, very understanding. Oh my God. He sounds amazing. Uh, What is his name? His name's Jamie. Wow. Yo, if, first of all, if you are just blown away by Erica's courage and vulnerability and candor, say word. Oh my God. Look at this. Just hardcore words. Look at that. Mm -hmm. And like Jamie, I mean, if you don't love Jamie, say (laughs) word. I mean, I mean, come on. Jamie is like, oh my God. Where is Jamie? Is there any way we can meet Jamie? Is that, I mean, is it possible? Um, Who wants to meet Jamie? Say word. (laughs) Who wants to meet Jamie? Say word. Let me see if I can. Oh my God. We have to meet Jamie. Only if we can just say, wow. Just so we can say, wow. Okay. Give me one second. I'll go grab him. Okay. All right, right you back. go get you go get Jamie. Okay. This is unbelievable. Fam, can you believe this? Is this outrageous? Jamie is so good and Erica is so brave. This is outrageous. Musette, are you having a good time out there? I see you. I don't think you can unmute yourself, but don't worry. I can see you. You're looking like you're having a good time. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my God. Gabrielle's having a good time. Tornado is just trying to, I mean, it looks like maybe you're in a tornado. I don't know what's going on over there. Okay. Alyssa is texting. Who are you texting, Alyssa? I see you. Um, mm, you know, we're, we're getting ready. You know, we're going we're gonna to do this segment where we talk to uh, some single folks out there. Raise your hand if you're single right now and, and you'd, love to, you'd love to chat. Oh, my God, a lot of you. Oh, my God, Edwin. Edwin is here. All right. Let's see. Hold on. You know, did we get Jamie or what? Yeah, Jamie's here. Come here. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow everybody jamie's in the house jamie's in the clap your hands clap your hands i want to see hands clapping look at that jamie that's just a lot of love coming your way wow thank you, very much. Thank you. it feels good ja- jamie jamie we are so impressed with how how supportive you've been um, and I want to know how you feel about Erica. That's what I want to know. Well, uh, I love her a lot. And uh, she's uh, been a great influence on me 
It's been a great, uh, it's obviously, I'm sure, a challenging time for everyone. And being locked up, you know, a lot of everyone's stuff comes to the surface. And, uh, but that's been a beautiful opportunity for growth uh, for myself um, through relationship um, and through just the circumstances that we find ourselves in. It's been a great opportunity that I'm super grateful for. Um, and yeah, she's been a wonderful partner. And yeah, it's um, you know, the least I can do, try to help out and, and give uh, as much as she gives to me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been an insane time, but uh, but yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wow, that is amazing. And uh, and so now that you're both here, what has this experience of not just this one situation that you've had to navigate together and you've navigated so beautifully and vulnerably, but like in totality, what has this experience taught you about yourselves as individuals? Erica, I'd love for you to go first and then, and then I can drop on with Jamie. Um, I for so long decided that I didn't really want a partner and that I was okay going through life by myself, not by myself, but with good friends and um, supportive family and, and all that, that entails. But after meeting Jamie, it, it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And I realized how much I really enjoy doing life with another person and sharing vulnerable things about myself that I, I kind of have hidden deep down. Um, and not felt comfortable to have surface again. And he has just brought out so much in me that I didn't even know existed. And um, I am really loving the feeling of love and the growth that I have felt during this time as far as an individual and in partnership. Mm. It's amazing. It's amazing how our lives can be transformed if we're willing to let somebody love us. So um, that's really, really very special. And for you, um, Jamie, you know, personally, I guess, like how has this new relationship transformed you? What have you learned about yourself? Well, I kind of realized that um, I, there was a layer of a barrier within myself from uh, being uh, truthful where I would put uh, like a, a layer of what I would label as kindness to the feelings that I, I, I would um, filter to, to myself and to others and to my partner. And Erica made it clear that, you know, she was looking for truth more than, than kindness in terms of feelings that I had inside. And that was very, that's still a challenge for me because I, tend to self-censor myself or have a hard time finding out what my feelings are through sincere introspection and self-analysis. I would, I would always, you know, like soften it in a, in a way that would, you know, that would seem to others that I wasn't caring or, or like un, being unreal or being not true. And um, yeah, it's been like a process because I thought I was being honest with myself, but then like realizing, oh, wait, I have a, I have a lot more to go in terms terms of how deep my honesty can be in the realness mm -hmm. and what connection um, 
really entails and vulnerability, I guess, is that, that word that I'm looking for is yeah. that, yeah, that next level of, of being vulnerable. And it's, it's a challenge for me and uh, it's not easy. And so that's, that's, but that's, um, but I know it's important and it feels worth it yeah. to go there. Erica. Mm, it feels worth it to go there. It feels worth it to go there. I just like that sentence. It feels worth it to go there. Um, you know, I'm going to just check in real quick with the crew. Um, if it's ever been hard for you to be honest and be vulnerable, say a word. Yeah. yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, it's been so hard. It's so hard because, listen, I mean, if we're, you know, on balance, you know, we do open up ourselves and allow ourselves to be known. And then sometimes we can feel rejected, you know, and sometimes, sometimes we are not enough for another person and that's hard. And so I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, invalidate the feelings of anybody who's ever been there where they've opened themselves up and haven't been met with a Jamie. Um, but I think that, you know, in this sense, between the two of you, you know, the, the, the takeaway that I, I, I have from this, from listening to you and talking to you is like, so often we hear stories like this. And I think we, we say to ourselves, man, like, I want to find a Jamie. I want to find a Jamie. Right. But I think for me, it's like, I want to be a Jamie. Mm. And I think that that's, that's really, I'm so inspired by the two of you and, and, and Erica, your vulnerability and honesty, you know, and sharing, you know, I want to be an Erica too. So I'm really, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for the two of you for sharing and being here with us. I know that wasn't easy. Um, and I know you were nervous, but, um, you know, you set a lot of people free and, uh, including yourselves, you know, Jamie, you're talking about that layer, that other layer, you, you never know, like you crack one layer and then there's another one. I think just by sharing this here tonight, you know, you'll, uh, you probably cracked another layer. You know, unless you tell 175 people about your love and sex life, you know, on the regular, at which point I guess this is just your active flow. I do. This is pretty normal for me. Just, yeah. Yeah, I have a group chat. It's just like, yeah. All the time. Yeah. We call this touch point, but Jamie just calls it Tuesday, baby. Um, well, listen, I'm so, I'm so grateful that the two of you came by. I'm glad you're here. I think, you know, we've, we've really, really appreciated this this share and, uh, and you've given us a lot to think about and to aspire to. Um, and that aspiration is not exclusively romantic. I think, you know, Tati made a comment that she's looking for love. And I think that um, that openness, that vulnerability, that ability to, you know, really be courageous and let ourselves be known and then respond to people with love to make them feel safe, known and loved to create that feeling of home. We should be able to do that with all of our relationships, you know, and, uh, and I love to see the two of you serving as a model for that. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Jared. Um, we're grateful for you. And we're grateful for the space that you've created for so many. Oh, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So, so uh, Chris, can we, uh, can we talk to Bethany in Dallas? Hi, Hi Bethany. <laughs> hey. How are you? We're just lockdown, surviving, you know, trying to thrive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. You know, it's like, I always say, I tell people, you know, listen, like the present moment is framed, right? Uh, in a global 
health and financial crisis. Like we are experiencing like a collective trauma. So like, yes, if like you start a business right now, you find love, you have a baby, you like, you know, you lose 20 pounds. That's amazing. But like, honestly, like my benchmark for this is definitely like, let's survive. Let's just get to the other side. You know what I mean? So thriving is cool. I just want to get to the other side of this and, and not buy into all the hustle porn. So I wanted to talk to you about labels. I wanted to talk to you about labels. Yeah. I know that that's something that's come up for you. And you've, you've had a, a relationship with labels and identity. And you've had a realization in quarantine about yourself. And so I want to just talk about that. And then maybe we can go deeper into your story. But tell me, yeah, tell me yeah. what's going on. It's been a lot. Um, so whenever quarantine started, I knew that I would be working nonstop because I'm working from home, but I needed to maintain some sort of balance in my life. And I wanted to make this time useful and productive for myself. So I um, set aside Sundays just as a day for meditation, self-reflection, journaling, whatever came up. And um, through all of that, I wound up finally um, accepting and coming to terms and coming out to myself as queer, um, which has definitely been a journey and a process for me um, for a long, long time. But it it was tough for me because of my background and because of a lot of the things that I thought that I had already dealt with in myself. So it was it was a lot more of a struggle than it was something that was like light and fun and coming out on social media and, you know, having it be an easy, fun process. Well, can I ask you, when you say queer, you identify as queer, yeah. that, word, that word means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Exactly, and, yeah. and, and so what does being queer mean to you? Um, for me, it's um, pansexual, um, attracted to lots of different types of souls that are entrapped in a lot of different bodies um and just finally coming out to myself in the terms of specifically my attraction to like women um that i'd never i'd always kind of known but never really saw that as something that i would allow myself to have um labels to me are a very tricky thing because i've had a lot of different labels in my life and I don't see labels as something that you just paste on yourself and that's it for the rest of your life. You should always want to be growing and learning more about yourself and constantly be discovering new things and maybe trying on new labels. So first of all, I want to say, you know, thank you for sharing with us. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to be here, to open up and share our stories with lots of people. And so, you know, thank you for sharing what you've shared why tell me more about your journey and why identifying as queer in the present moment is so profound for you specifically yeah um so different labels i've had throughout my life i was um raised obviously in texas in the bible belt um raised as a southern baptist uh did a lot of like missions trips and street evangelism with them. I, um, I've always wanted to help people and be a source of like love for people and growing up in that culture that meant, Oh, I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to go save people down in Africa. So 
I went to an unaccredited missions training school um, and wound up being a little cultish while I was there. Um, I unfortunately was the person standing outside of the gay bars telling them we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, let's stop right there. Wait, so you were protesting outside of gay bars? Yes, I was personally uncomfortable with it because I thought I was so very progressive because I thought gay people should still be allowed to marry even though it's a sin and they might burn in hell forever. I thought they should still get married. So I... Okay, wait, I just want to make sure. So it's like, it's cool. Like you're going to like have a tricky time in hell. So you should be able to get married while you're here. You should enjoy your time while you've got it. Yes. And you be- and you believed that though. This was this was yeah. in your belief system. Okay. And yeah. Wow. Okay. And so, all right. Well, that's like those. That feels like a far cry from meditating on a Sunday during quarantine and recognizing that you're queer. So, yeah. so wow, that's a, quite a journey. So, so yeah. I mean, tell us more about that 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 journey. From yeah. Being outside uh, the gay bar to maybe being inside. So exciting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I I was in that school for two years, and then um, my beliefs, I, I started studying sociology and, like, psychology just in my free time, um, just something that interested me. And I realized a lot of the behaviors and actions of the school really fell in line with a lot of very like dangerous things like mass hysteria, things like that. Um, or like mass delusions, a lot of things. Um, and so I kind of started distancing myself from some of the other students. I still wanted my piece of paper and I was going to go be like a very liberal Christian afterwards. Um, and a lot of the students at the school saw me as like dangerous or something. And they started like videoing me around the school, sending it to the deans. The dean saw me sitting next to a guy and then told me that I had the spirit of Jezebel, who is a prostitute in the Bible, who like seduced men of God. Um, And I was kicked out of the school a week before graduation. Um, So that was fun. And then my parents wound up siding with the school. And so they cut me off. So then I was homeless for a little bit and then kind of got my life back together. And I, um, I spent a year not deciding what I believed or like kind of taking a step back because I didn't want to make any decision out of anger. I didn't want to be like, F this school, F God, like I'm going to go do my own thing now. Um, I wanted it to be a very like guided decision that wasn't made hastily. Um, so then at the end of that year, I kind of, decided I really didn't believe anything that they believed. And I became a very, very strong ally to the LGBT community because I wanted to kind of undo the damage that I did. And I had still, I was still repressing a lot of things, but I knew like, oh, hey, looking back on it, I think I've kind of been attracted to women. So I sent my Tinder to men and women and then wound up in three long-term back-to-back relationships with men. Just the first people who liked me back, the first people who, you know, accepted me and all my baggage. Um, And they were very, very quickly back-to-back. So I really didn't have any time between them to like 
contemplate what I really wanted or what I wanted out of a relationship. And so I just broke up with my most recent long-term boyfriend right before quarantine started. Um, and I've never spent this much time by myself. And so I really started looking and thinking about what I wanted out of a partner, what I wanted for my life, what I wanted everything to look like going forward. And funny enough, TikTok taught me a lot of things. <laughs> I came across the um, ideas of compulsory heterosexuality for the first time um, through TikTok. Um, and I started researching a lot of these things and reading the lesbian manifesto and just a lot of things that talk about how our society really shapes us to be valued by the men that we're with. And a lot of that comes across in my deep insecurities are kind of hidden whenever there's a big strong man sitting next to me that tells me, you know, you're worthwhile. And a lot of my insecurities have been covered up by like constantly dating men. And I thought, oh, if I was really bisexual or if I was really attracted to women, I would have dated a woman by now. I'm okay with that. I don't have any problems with women being in relationships with women. But for myself, whenever these ideas first came across to me, I had such a strong negative reaction to it. Like, oh my God, I could never be in a relationship with a woman. Like, that's just not for me. Even knowing that I'd been attracted to women my entire life. And- Wait, you were attracted. So when you were younger, going through all of the early programming and the missionary yeah. going through all you were you already knew that you had a physical attraction to women i so when you were standing outside the, the gay bar you knew it in within yourself that maybe you had feelings and and an attraction to to women i never acknowledged it to myself i never i remember one time and i repressed this memory so much i remember telling my best friend in bible school like um I think I struggle with same-sex attraction. And I said that one time and I never said it again, even inside my mind. That you struggle with same-sex attraction. That was the terminology, yes. Um, it was, you are never allowed to say that you're gay or, you, um, or you're attracted to women. It was, I struggle with same-sex attraction. Um, and I... Now, looking back, I can see, and I've known this for the past year, but I think I'm only now like affirming it in myself, but I've always been attracted to women. My first crushes were all women, but my parents would tell me and the church would tell me, oh, you just admire that girl. You want to be like her. Like you look up to her. That's what that means. Hmm. Well, I got to say, Bethany, your, your story is very inspiring. Um, and I know that, uh, that, you know, if you're, if you're really feeling Bethany's vulnerability and openness, uh, say a word, uh, let's just check in on that. Very good. Yeah. I mean, what, what a journey that you've been on. Um, so now you've had this realization about yourself as, you know, identifying as queer embodying that, mm -hmm. um, what does that mean? for you and the choices you'll make for yourself 
uh, as we come out of quarantine? Well, I, I get scared of making like broad generalizations or like, this is what my next relationship's going to look like. But I have currently set all of my dating profiles to women only. I'm going to try to like not just slip into the next thing without consciously like choosing for myself what that will look like. Um, yeah. Which apps are you on? All of them right now. Okay, Cupid, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge. Just got field. Um, we'll see how that looks in Dallas. Wait, when did you get field? Um, two hours ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right, this is great. Anybody who's on a dating app, say word. Okay, a lot, 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 lot of people on dating apps, and you're, you're in, uh, you're in Dallas. Yes. All right. So listen, if there's any women in Dallas, you know, uh, Bethany is single and ready to mingle. Um, after quarantine. <laughs> after quarantine, because she honors uh, our existing agreements around social distance. Um, Bethany, uh, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, um, but. Uh, for now, I can just say that I'm so grateful that you're here and that you shared your story. And I think that the one piece of your story that I think I, I, I just wanted to reflect on is only because I think it's important when we have platforms like this to call these kinds of things out is that um, you're talking about undoing, you know, in this next, in this next iteration of yourself undoing some of the the damage that you may have done earlier in terms of you know telling people what they can and cannot have or what they cannot cannot be and like how you can serve as more of a steward for more progressive thinking uh in this journey now mm-hmm. and i think that um you know we're all we've all been programmed all mm-hmm. of us you know your your program is very clear to you it's become very clear to you but we've all been programmed we've been we've been programmed from we're very young within our families, within our cultures and our country. And um, in one way or another, wherever we fall on the spectrum of privilege, uh, I think it's important, you know, for all of us to realize like what programming have we embodied and have we upheld that has made it harder for other people? Mm-hmm. And how can we show up in a way in which, you know, we can we can acknowledge our own privilege and, uh, and change and not just, just change culture, but change ourselves, you know, um, because the damage done when we do not allow people to have their God given right to self express who they are, what they want, what they feel, um, it's profound. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm just really, uh, I know that that's been probably the biggest lesson I've taken from this space has just been like, there's, 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 there's so much more that, that we can do, uh, to change our own programming and become conscious of the way we're showing up and the way we're treating other people, uh, uh, so that we can live more express lives and we can make other people feel safe, known and loved. I'm so excited that you're starting to make yourself feel safe, known and loved. Yeah. I think that's where it starts. So thank you so much for sharing. I'm so grateful thank for you. you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Everybody, if, uh, if you got some love for Bethany, say word. 
All right. So, so now, you know, I'm thinking that it's time to talk to some single folks uh, in a little segment we call, by the way, they're single. And I think we should start with Chris. Can you, can you bring up Edwin in Connecticut? Edwin Zarilla? Hi, Edwin. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. So, so this is going to be kind of like, a, are you nervous? All day. <laughs> oh man okay so edwin edwin i'm so excited to see you edwin i'm just gonna ask you a few lightning round questions first where are you in the world i'm in denver connecticut how old are you 34 years old what kind of relationship are you looking for edwin i don't know i just want to be happy like i've been doing this for years it's like i'm scared of commitment I like, I uh-huh. like to be a free bird. Yeah. I've been all over the place. Uh, it's like when something good comes in my life, like there's at least two women that came in and it's like, I, I just managed to fuck it up for, it's like, it, if you've ever fucked up a relationship, say word. I mean, Jesus, Edwin, you're not alone. We all, we all make mistakes. It's like, it's like, I feel like I don't deserve it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like, they're too good for me or, or uh, before there was a period of that I I used to think like, uh, oh, they must be fucked up because they want to be with me. Hmm. But I worked through that and. I don't know. I just want to be like the notebook. You want it to be like the notebook? Yeah. just find So you want to find a partner? You, you both get Alzheimer's and you die together in a nursing home? For that part. Okay. <laughs> talking about the love. Okay. All right. Um, um, yeah, I think there's more, there's more to Nicholas Sparks novels, but, uh, but I think that where, what, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you were in the military. Yeah. Yes, uh, I was. Uh, I was medically retired back in 2014. Now I got a small uh, as, a driveway seal coating business here in Connecticut. Okay. And okay. Single. Okay. And so, and so, uh, what, how has it been for you? Uh, cultivating human connection since you've been out of the army? It's been hard. It's like, I feel like I can only connect with veterans, but I don't know that ever since I got in this chat with all you guys, mm-hmm. that's been a blessing. Yeah. Everything they say, even from people that, from the opposite sex that, like I, I would think like, before I would think, oh, we don't have anything in common. It's like we have the same, I don't know, thinking and just being in the check-in too every day. Yeah. Last week. Oh yeah. So Edwin's referring to uh, since the middle of March when all this happened, I started logging into. Uh, I created a space where every night at six p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, it's called the Touchpoint Check-in. Um, people have been logging in, and, and Edwin has come in a few times, uh, and. You're such a light, man. You're so bright. And I think everybody can feel that. If you feel the brightness and the lightness coming out of this individual, say word. I mean, you. you really are. 
you're so bright and you're so light. I'm so grateful for you. I know we got some of your buddies. We got some of your buddies here. Where's Josh? Where's Josh? Do we got Josh in the house? We got a couple, we got a couple more army vets in the house. Josh, what's up? Oh, not much. How are you? Josh, how you feeling? Oh, I'm good. Hanging out. You a little nervous or no? Uh, no, I sort of got over it by now. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. So Josh, you're also in Connecticut. Is that right? Yes. I'm also in Connecticut. Okay. And, uh, and what are you looking for? You know, you're single. You're, are you looking for love? Is that, you know, is it a romantic partnership, something that you, you want? Yeah. Um, so I, I sort of got off of a pretty long relationship. So I took a long break and now, you know, started working on myself and now, you know, I'm looking for something that meaningful, I guess is the word. Meaningful. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what would be an example, like what would be an ideal first date for you? Oof. Um, where are you taking me, Josh? Where am I? T- somewhere not. All right. So you live in New York. We would go to Lower East Side and just. Uh, That's where the first touch point ever there was. You go. Lower East Side. <laughs> Lower East Side, uh, East Houston, and just go all the way. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I like, you know, I don't really like cliche like cliche dates i like something more um out of the box out of the ordinary something new for both of us um, yeah th- those sort of things yeah beautiful and i think we got one more friend of yours here right is danny in the house yeah danny. can we bring up danny so we have these three vets here they all fought in the u.s military you all were in afghanistan is that right yeah yeah wow okay well so i mean please please say word uh, if you're grateful for the community and service of our of our friends here, Josh and Edwin and Danny. Danny, where are you in the world? I'm in York, Pennsylvania right now. York, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yes, and sir. So Danny, Danny, are you looking for love right now? Is that something that is interesting to you or no? You know, I'm in a weird place right now because I just got out of a really messed up relationship. And uh, I, I don't know, it kind of put me in a in a really really weird soul searching place where I kind of wanted to be a little bit more mindful of myself. Um, so like, like all people, we crave that attention, that intimacy with people. And obviously I, I, I'd like to have my somebody, but I think my position in life right now is me working on myself for me to be that perfect somebody for whenever that somebody does come by. So, you know, part of my journey that, you know, in, in talking to people and, 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 and learning about their stories is that I think that we're, I don't know if we ever really land on the most perfect version of ourselves. You know, I think that, I think we, we're just like a big work in progress, you know? Um, so, you know, you might be waiting a long time, you know, if you're waiting to be the perfect person, you know? Oh, there's no such thing as perfect, dude. But yeah. you know, to me, uh, perfection is looking back at yesterday and knowing that today you did better. Yeah. Um, you know, Edwin shared really honestly and 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 really vulnerably about not feeling like you know sometimes having feelings like he's he's not enough. Like like if somebody would like him, they might be really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like a thousand percent. Yeah. So. Do you know that you're worthy of 
love? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think deep down, you know, we all have, I have a lot of skeletons in my closet, but after I sift through all the garbage, I think I'm a pretty all right guy. And as an all right guy, I'm deserving of something good. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. All right. So, so, uh, so, uh, Danny, Josh and Edwin, um, I just, I want to thank the three of you for coming on and sharing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been taken in the, in the touch point check and I was really taken by the three of you, how you shared so much about, uh, about what it's like to cultivate human connection in and out of the service. And I thought it would be good for, uh, for people to see your faces and, and know that, uh, there are remarkable, there are remarkable men out there, uh, who are also like macho AF. Okay. Like these dudes, like they are the definition of masculinity and, but your sensitivity and your sweetness, all three of you are just remarkable. Um, so, uh, Edwin. Yes, sir. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing. Uh, you know, I got so much love for you. Josh, where's Josh at? Oh. There he is. Josh, I, love, I know, you, I know you, you got a haircut for this. So, so, uh, so thanks for showing up and, uh, and doing a little self-care. Uh, love, man. I'm just so, so grateful for you, for your smile, for your energy and for being thing. in this space. Oh yeah. Edwin, go ahead. Where do I leave my number? <laughs> <laughs> Edwin, Edwin, I would recommend that you don't, I would highly recommend that you don't leave your number. If you want, if you want, if you want to share your Instagram, maybe you share an Instagram, maybe people can reach out to you there. You want to share your Instagram? Yes, sir. All right. What, what is it? Oh, squirt is coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Josh, Danny, if you feel called to share your Instagrams, please do. Um, uh, slide slide you know, in my DMs. These are, yeah, there <laughs> slide you go. In my DMs. You know, it's nice to know that this is who's available. Um, you know, I'm really just, I'm really grateful for the three of you. I've learned a lot from being able to hang out with you. Thank, uh, thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad you're here. I know it was a, it was a big, it was a big deal. You know, one of the things I, I first said, uh, I first said, uh, asked you guys when I met you is, um, you know, what are, how are you, you know, expanding, how are you creating connection? And you said, we're showing up here. Uh, and so I really appreciate that. So, so yeah, thank you. I'm really thank grateful you, for you. I think that, um, uh, um, Chris, can we go to Kaylin? Because now that we've started this conversation about, uh, the Touchpoint community. I just wanted to talk to Hi, Kaylin. Hey. Kaylin, you're in Midtown, is that right? Yeah, Midtown, East of Manhattan. All right, so, so Kaylin, uh, I know that you've, uh, Kaylin has been coming to our Touchpoint check-in for the last few weeks, and uh, she's just been so incredible and wonderful. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, as we close the space uh, tonight, which by the way, everybody, we are gonna have an after party as soon as we close this in about five minutes, then we take a five minute break and then we come back and then I just start looking at the grid and start chatting up people in the grid and I'm gonna see who's out there and, and talk to you. Um, but before we close the space, I just wanted to uh, ask you about the community that we've built you know, over the last few weeks and, uh, and maybe you could just share a little bit about that. So, um, so yeah, I guess, what is the, what is the, how would you describe the touchpoint check-in as somebody who's just been attending that um, for the last few weeks? 
I mean, it's this beautiful space where everybody is able to share, get vulnerable, talk about how they're doing in quarantine. Um, it's amazing. You're really great at asking questions where people just open up and some people cry. I know I've, you, I've cried because I've just like opened up about how I really miss my friends and miss hugs. Um, it's just a great space where everybody feels safe, known and loved. Yeah. And so, and then we just recently created a chat group. Maybe you could speak to that and what that's been. Yeah, we created a chat group on Telegram. We were originally on WhatsApp, but on WhatsApp, you can't hide your phone number. And in order to be safe, known and loved, we want people to still be a little bit anonymous. They share their name, but they can hide their phone number. So we have a Telegram group. I think at the beginning of when we started it, we were like 12 people and now we're at 37, I believe. Um, so it's growing fast and we're asking a reflection question every morning. Um, I think yesterday's was what in life are you most grateful for? And people are sharing the most beautiful things. Artwork, stories, Instagram posts they find inspiring, pictures they take on the street. It's just a really great, great group. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and Kaylin, as a result of showing up just every day for like three, four weeks, uh, when we decided to, uh, when we decided to really start investing deeply in community and in the chat group and the check-in, uh, I recently connected with Kaylin and asked Kaylin if she wanted to be the head of community for Touchpoint, and uh, she's been incredible. So I just wanted to take a chance to introduce everybody to the new head of community at Touchpoint. Um, Kaylin Castro, please say uh, big congratulations her way. Um, and, uh, you know, you've done such a remarkable job and I'm excited for everybody to see you and know you, um, uh, you've done an amazing job of facilitating the conversation in the chat and, uh, we'll be providing everybody with the, uh, link to join the telegram, uh, in the after party. Um, so if that's something that y'all want to join, uh, you should hang out when we close this space, I take a five minute break and then we come back. And, uh, and then we just, uh, we have it out. A lot of crazy stuff comes up in the after party. Plus we dance, we break it down. Kaylin, can you speak a little bit to our Spotify playlist that we've created? It is probably my new favorite playlist. Um, it's going to be the most epic playlist that exists on Spotify. Um, I think we started it and in five minutes we had over three hours of music and there's everything. Um, there's, I mean, I want to dance with somebody, some Lizzo, like it's just, <laughs> So good. It's like such a great breath of music. So good because we dance at the end of every check-in. We dance just like we'll dance at the end of the after party. Um, but it has been amazing and anybody can contribute to the playlist, which is great. Um, so Kaylin, thank you so much. I'm so sure. grateful for you. Yeah. All right. So Chris, uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, the first thing I want to say is I want to thank, uh, I want to thank uh, Toddy and Donnie. Uh, for sharing. I want to thank uh, Erica and Jamie for showing up and just, oh my God. Oh God. And then, and then Bethany, of course. Um, if you loved uh, our guest tonight, please say word. Just show them some love. Let them know that they've been heard, that they are safe, known, and loved. Beautiful, beautiful, um, uh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I also want to say, uh, give a special shout out to the rest of the Touchpoint team that I can show you who've been, who've been working uh, behind the scenes to make this happen. Uh, can you show me Leslie, Chris? I would love to see Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Uh, can you show me Sophia? 
عايز ابي كان يو شو مي اليكس There he is, Alex, way to go. And then Chris, Chris, show us your beautiful face, brother. Chris with the good hair, there he is, there's the man. Um, okay, so, so as we close the space, uh, there are just three announcements that I wanna leave you with. The first one is um, I am teaching a free workshop at 12 noon on Thursday called The Magic of Tiny Moments. Uh, it's a workshop about uh, how we cultivate meaningful connection and why it matters. Um, uh, the second thing is that we do have our 6 p.m. check-in every night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, and all of you are invited to join that uh, whenever. Uh, and we'll be sharing links to these things, specifically the links to the playlist and to the check-in and to our community chat on Telegram. We'll be sharing all of that in the after party in about five to six minutes. Uh, so if you do want to hang out and be part of that, you can get all those links. Um, and, uh, and we're going to be having the after party. So as we close this space, uh, if you do want to hang out for a few minutes, I go, I, uh, I'm just going to get some tea and then I come back and then I just start going through the grid and like, Monica, I see you, you're working on your hair right now. I just start calling on random people. So Lindsay just looked up. She's like, whoa, is he talking to me? Christine's fixing her hair. Allie and Amy are like, oh my God, is he going to talk? Oh, is he going, I see you. Right. Sam Tressler, I mean, the two of you, maybe, I don't know if you're totally bored. Are you listening? You're listening. Okay, I see you, see you. So like the, you know, the, the, the after party is cool because you flip your video on and we can really hang out. Musette, I have so many questions for you. I, I cannot tell you how many questions I have. So I'm going to take a quick break. I want to thank everybody who showed up tonight, who shared. Thank you, everybody in the chat. You, you really nailed it with keeping the space so uh, together. Thank you for making us all feel safe, known, and loved. Um, I am Jared Matthew Weiss. This is the Touchpoint Town Hall. If you're not, please follow us on Instagram at Love Touchpoint. Thank you for being here. For those of you that want to hang out, I'll be back in five minutes. Here we go. Thank you for listening to Touchpoint. I'm Jared Matthew Weiss. You can always join us for live recordings by registering for free tickets at lovetouchpoint.com. And you can find us on Instagram as Love Touchpoint.